Let's hear it. This can be the, the start of our podcast. Ooh, that was a good one. I went for the slow open. That's not how you do it. You need the big open. Aggressive open. Mm-hmm. Like the one that you're worried is going to get all of your keyboard. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I hope this works. I think it's working. I'm not going to look at it. Because why would it change? I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Solid it's lots. still working. <laughs> I'm very excited for this to to work. And we don't have to do anything. We can input some in some starter solder songs. And boom. Ugh. I think that's all we need. All right. Just... Splice a little thing in the front, and then this is perfect podcast material. Yeah. This will be our first published podcast, and I want to know what you feel about that. I feel like you're jinxing it by saying that. What? No. No? It's not no. a jinx. What do I think of that? I'm not, I'm not I think we're not ready, but that's okay. We're not ready? <laughs> what? But we've literally been practicing for six months. But I don't have... understand how we cannot be ready. Six months later, we have no format. <laughs> Andrew we said that he would uh, love to record with us sometime, which I think would be great. But I was like, no, oh, no, we have no format. And he'll be like, where's the format? I'm like, ah, we don't have one. I mean, we do have one. I think it's just, it's more fun to just chat instead of stick to our format. Mm, we could mm-hmm. stick to our format, but I'm not sure our target audience cares about our format. <laughs> That's fair. You know, I think we should. So I... I started listening to, because the general gist of this podcast is technically supposed to be about podcasts. Um, okay, okay. I started listening to a new podcast. Have you listened to mm-hmm. the last podcast on the left? I've heard of it. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I've been putting off listening to it for a long time, because reading the summary had me at like zero interest level. I think the summary talks about how it's like a, it's a podcast about cults and um, weird historical phenomenon and such. Which didn't have me that interested, but Jack O'Brien from Cracked on the Daily Zeitgeist talks about it pretty much all the time. I think because he loves a good conspiracy theory. And so I finally started listening to it, and uh, guess what? It does. Uh, it holds up. It's a pretty good podcast. Oh. Yeah. It... See, because I'm, I, would, I would feel the same by the description. Mm. The last podcast that I'm left covers all horrors of our world has come to offer, both imagined and real. From demons and slashers to cults and serial killers, the podcast is guaranteed to satisfy your bloodlust. That's that's their official description. That's a great description, but not usually what I'm listening to in, or looking for in a podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, the first like couple minutes of it hit you wrong. They just sound like radio DJs. You know how the radio radio DJs just have like this affected personality that seems very fake. That's like oh, that's kind of the personality that you think that you're getting when you start listening to it but you know what no not a fake personality that's just actually how they are <laughs> i think that radio hosts have affected the personalities of these guys and uh they're really funny and the podcast episodes are actually really good and they're actually just good like you know i need a good podcast i can listen to and not like really have to dial into and they jump from story to story a lot. Like they have these episodes called side stories where it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like the Daily Zeitgeist if the Daily Zeitgeist only covered ridiculous like culty news. Like they just go through like really weird stabbings and like really weird conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And it's just really quick and it's uh it's really good. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You should listen to it, man. No, I like that. I think we should well, pick an episode. Take... We should talk about it. Yeah. 
all, all we need to do is pick the episode and then listen to it and then, uh, you know, film a podcast on it, which is <laughs> film it. Yep. Which is something that seems very easy as a topic. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like we could pull that off in six months, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think we'll tell Andrew. And just because we haven't doesn't mean doesn't mean we're doing we anything wrong. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely not. It's probably just several twists of fate that have gotten in our way of uh, achieving fame and glory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So w- w- this is a this is I'm sending this out to Andrew right now. Andrew, we're gonna listen to one of these episodes. We're gonna have you. We're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be great. I like this. Okay. Also, I'm very in. strangely, it's a Spotify exclusive. Hayden, did you know that there were Spotify exclusive podcasts? It makes me mad that any one site has specific podcasts. I also agree. Do, I think it's a ruining. Do you know the, what I mean? Of the format. <sighs> Of the platform. It would be like if Spotify only had some artists and then iTunes only had other artists. Like, mm-hmm. I hate that. Yep. It should all be one. Yeah, the problem is we were living in the golden age of all podcasts just were on the internet and you could get them everywhere. And now there's people who are like hiding their old episodes and like <laughs> getting putting together small companies to put together episodes. I don't like it. I also don't like hearing a bunch of insurance ads while I'm listening to a podcast. That also bothers me. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think it's just gonna it, we're gonna come full circle and then it's gonna be like we're, we're pirating podcast material soon <laughs> what do you mean pirating podcast material you know like when you used to pay for music and then there's this big stage where everyone stole music and then they put it all on one thing and everyone started paying for music again <laughs> so you think at some point we're gonna start paying for podcasts that's actually what we're going towards right now no you're t- you're kind of right to pay per episode oh. like man i really want to listen to that well, episode I'm but just... it's three dollars <laughs> i mean tv went with this way right tv was all in one thing and then it split off to different things and then it was free for a little bit vaguely and and now now it was all in one thing again and now it's splitting onto different platforms again. yeah it's it's a cyclical now it's kind of funny because i'd almost argue it's worse than it's ever been we lived in the golden netflix age and now it's like we have 20 streaming yeah. services yeah, I if I was president, I'd defund all of them except one. It doesn't even matter which one. You, as as president, you would go to all these private companies and be like, defunded. They're like, you don't fund us, and you're like, doesn't matter, defunded. <laughs> Taking your money. No, Jeff, that's illegal. I just have the CIA like do hits on them, like we do on you know third world uh, Central American countries. Genius. This is smart. This is the way to do it. Yeah. I'd have the CIA go in, just like we did in Guatemala, and tell the priests, pay the priests to tell everyone that they know not to use those services. <laughs> that's that's the role I'd take. It'd work. That's smart. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, you'll just have to find an episode and listen to it. Yeah. No, I'll go through. I haven't dug very far into their backlog. I'll find a good cult. They do, like, the when they really do cover stuff, they, like, they cover it almost like a true crime podcast. They really get into it. So I'll go back and find a good one. So do you do you, do you like true crime podcasts? I think that's the number one podcast genre. Hmm. If I don't miss my guess. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I really enjoyed Serial, which was, of course, my first podcast. Like, I feel like yeah. most people. But I've not I wanted think... to listen to a single one since that. Yeah. And I've had people listen to them when i'm in the car and like be like oh you'll like this mm. and i just never like them yeah 
I, I really don't want to hear about a crazy old man who lures people into his basement and kills them. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. There's Not my vibe. A, there's a really popular one where these two girls are pretty funny and they do one. I can't remember the name. But I, I feel like I've heard, yeah. heard that advertised before. It's, I listen to a bunch of those because uh, Courtney's brother's fiance really likes them. So we listened to a bunch in the car and they were good. I think the issue I have is I like put my mind in the spot of whoever's the victim and like can't stop thinking about it and like yeah i think that gets me especially when they go into any kind of detail like even uh it's just a personal problem here we were listening to a climbing podcast once and this guy was explaining an excruciating detail like he had taken a fall and like broke his legs and was explaining the process of breaking his legs and like how it felt and whatnot and i like had to pull over i was like we can't listen to this like i felt queasy so i i don't know that stuff uh i'm i'm, I'm a big pansy i can't take it that's that's great that that's the uh that's the thing that hold that's holding you back you know mm-hmm. but with these they don't talk about you know the victims dying as much as they talk about these, like, these crazy ideas and conspiracies so that's a lot more doable okay. for me. I like it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, let's get into it. All right. How was your mile? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It was good. We. Um... Why are you running time miles? And, and how much did it hurt? I want to hear everything. So, we were training for this marathon in June. And so, we're we've been training for like three months. I'm probably like the best shape I've ever been in. And, of course, that marathon got canceled along with every race that we had registered for along the way. And so I, you know, this guy is coaching me. And I was like, man, it sucks because, like, we're so fit, but we've got nothing to do with it. And he's like, well, let's do stuff with it. So we put together this time trial where I had this guy pace me to go sub five um, to do a mile. And then this weekend, we're also going to run a half marathon. And I'm going to try to PR on that, too. Me and another guy have been training together. So both of us are going to go out there and try to PR. And so, yeah, it was just kind of like a well, we're fit, like, let's go see how fit. And so, yeah, we went to do this mile, and this guy named Scott paced me, and uh, we went through the first lap a little slow, and I was looking at my watch, and I was like, man, this feels so easy. This is like a piece of cake. And we went through, like, a 79. You know, we're trying to hit, like, 75s, so it was, like, it was a bit too easy. And so then the next, like, two laps, we were, like, really pressing to get back on track, and I was, like, having to, like, kind of dig to keep up with this guy. But then the last lap just, like, felt great, and I just blasted through it. I I definitely think I could have run faster. It's just, like, yeah. But going, I haven't gone. That's my fastest mile I've ever run. I went sub five, like, once, probably junior year of high school, and that's it. So I was pretty stoked about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy to, like, you know, PR in a mile now. Yeah. Seems to be. Yeah. No, it was cool. I, it was, uh... It made me have higher hopes for what I can do. Because I also had the same thought. I was like, man, I'll never go sub five again. That's kind of impossible. But, you know, we haven't even been doing any speed training, and it's possible. I think you just, like, have to get fit, and that's no problem. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. If you're running marathon training and then pulling out the fastest mile ever, you know. Yeah. I think you should just train for ultra marathons and run <laughs> uh, a 400. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe it works that way. It definitely doesn't <laughs> not work that way. <laughs> I mean, being fit apparently is just being fit. Yeah, and like Courtney ran, she ran like a 5:24 off of her marathon training. Still like stupid fast, and yeah, I think just being fit's being fit. 
being sweet. fit's being fit. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once you're uninjured, we'll have to go run a mile together. Yeah, you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I could dive into hate the injury corner. Oh boy. I got an X-ray the other day. Oh, it's no. all good. It's no all way. Good. That's all awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I um, I just bruised my heel yeah. pretty bad, which is what I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the the pediatric surgeon that I that I went to see, uh, was like, man, I heard you fell off a ladder. And I was sure you broke your ankle because I've never had anyone who's come into this office in the last 10 years who's fallen off a ladder who hasn't broken their ankle and needed surgery. He's just got a diagnose from the type of injury it was or like the thing that happened. That's great. It's just, it's like a bone bruise just takes so long and I'm so bad at towing that line between like, well, it doesn't hurt that bad, and I can walk on it. Mm-hmm. But am I being dumb? Like, should I deal with this more, or am I, de- you know? Yeah. You know? No, I'm really glad you went and got the X-ray for peace of mind, if anything. Yeah, I just didn't want to like go to any towards any sort of medical thing at all. But yeah. they're like doing nothing besides surgery, which they're not doing anything of. So they're they're super not busy. Yeah, that's sweet. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, good man. I'm glad to hear it. So what what exactly yeah. happened to for you to enter your? So, so we were painting, and I was doing the trim on the top of this like big big vaulted ceiling space, uh, where like next to where the the stairs go up. There's kind of like a you know triangle space, and it goes to like two story ceiling there. And I was on the ladder inside, uh, painting the trim on the top, and usually with the ladder when you're outside you can like dig it into the dirt like there's these big teeth on it and it you know it's pretty like impenetrable Mm -hmm. but we're inside on wood floors so like it's like on you know it's little rubber feet on a rug yeah that's as best as we could do and for the first like three hours of painting we had nikki like standing right below and you know holding the base Mm -hmm. and we're like you know feels pretty safe hasn't had hasn't done anything once totally fine and then like 30 minutes later the whole thing just slid out Ooh. so like i didn't fall over or fall off the, the ladder the base of the ladder slid out and i just came down while you were at the top yeah oh shit was that scary as hell it was one of those things that happens really fast and i didn't really feel like i was falling i would just realize that the wall in front of me was suddenly rushing upward <laughs> Which probably, I mean, you climb a lot. That's kind of like a, you know, just a sport climb fall. So I bet your brain was actually like pretty attuned to it. It wouldn't be surprised if you had just like pushed off, you know, to take like a big swing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I landed as well as I could have, I think. That's good. So, it'll work out. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd be, I would think that, yeah, you'd either break your ankles or like kind of like fall on your hands and like break your wrists or something. But mm-hmm. no. Was, did it, like, scrape up your wall pretty bad, having the ladder come down with you on it? No, not at all. Wow. Like, nothing was really... Well, okay, so we had <laughs> we had the, the couch, and it wasn't really near where we were painting. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were like, oh, we don't really have anything over this new couch I just got. So let's take down these drapery blinds things that go over, you know across the sliding door and just lay them over the couch just in case. Smart. Even though it's way over there, just in case. Smart. And, like, when I felt, like, the paint went everywhere oh, shit. <laughs> and most of it was fine because it was like either on the drop cloth or on hardwood surfaces mm-hmm. but like we showered the couch 
so like only a little of it got on the actual couch but all our, our like drapery blinds that we were like oh these we won't actually get paid on this are like ruined so we had to buy new ones <laughs> oh man oh that's hating pain and quarter it's okay yeah. i'm i'm just glad it wasn't worse no yeah Could've i'm very i'm glad very glad to hear that it wasn't that bad yeah wow anyways quite the adventure yeah. hayden painting corner you know i when you told me about that i started to think about how the fact that if i had to paint something i wouldn't even know where to start i think you tape some stuff and uh <laughs> yeah that's all i know is that I, I need tape in high school like in the rocky parking lot one of my first actual jobs that wasn't just a under you know under the table job was like i saw i had this flyer that i answered for like college painting and i painted for a summer like i think it was freshman or sophomore year or something stupid yeah i remember you doing that while you're training yeah they had to sign this big waiver that was like if you fall off a ladder it's not our fault we the only way you can do your job is on a ladder but if if you fall it's definitely not our fault yeah because <laughs> i'm sure they had a, like five people fall a summer and they're like well not our fault <laughs> not our fault well, Looks like you shouldn't have been an idiot high school kid who signed the paperwork we told you to sign. Your fault. <laughs> Your fault. Well, Hayden, when I'm older and have to paint a house, um, I'll invite you over and I'll buy you dinner and I'll hold the ladder for you. Sounds perfect. You know that, um, that uh, what is it, the book? The, the one grandma's like, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, you know that? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. Shades of Grey look really like other shades of gray and when you're picking colors to paint your house mm-hmm. it's impossible to tell what grays are good grays and they all look the same and and it's like it's 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 impossible so just know that that's good to know that's i i am also like as you know a bit tent blind so i would come in and feel <laughs> i would i would not be feel ashamed at all to walk up to like the paint counter person and hold up whatever shade I'm looking for and hold up the shade that I'm trying to get and be like, is this the same color? Is it? And, and really, really drive that home. I feel like the people who name paint colors are also the same people who name climbing routes. Oh yeah. You know how there's like <laughs> routes and they're all called ridiculous things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, paint colors are named the same way <laughs> and they all have ridiculous names that don't even involve the color most of the time. And I want to know who comes up with those. Do you think it's like climbing where if you discover it and put it up, you get to name it? (laughs) If you like find this paint color and you paint your house, boom, you uh, get to name it. (laughs) They're like, what do you want to call it? You're like rhinoceros sanctuary. Yeah, that's what you got to call it now. Not gray 2758. Nope, it's rhinoceros sanctuary now. That's a great paint color actually. Do you, do you have a name in your head that you've already decided is your paint color name when you find it? I guess it depends on what the color is. This is very true. Yeah, that makes it hard. I'm an artist, so I'd have to see it, I think. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and I think this works. This uh, transitions well into this next question I see you have here. Friendship limits. Example, helping move airport rides, splitting oh, checks. This is such an old one. Is it? I moved it. Yeah, oh, I you moved, just moved it, it down. down. This, was, uh, this was from like... The OG days, back in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 23 subjects ago. Yeah, 23 subjects, 23 subjects ago, you're right. <laughs> oh, this one's miscategorized, so we got to move that down. This was the one I was excited about. Um, great visual talk for a podcast. Um, no, yeah. this was off a uh, quick question. Oh. Do you remember this? Friendship limits? 
I don't think I remember this. They had a whole segment about how now that you're you're at a certain age, there's new friendship limits hmm. where you don't you shouldn't have to do certain things even for friends. Oh. And their examples were like helping someone move. Like I think they're they're over 30, so they're like once you're 30, you don't have to help friends move. They should they should have that together in their lives. They should pay a moving company, they should deal with it themselves. Huh. And rides the airport was another one, although they discluded family from that. Okay. Apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I felt very torn by this subject of it. What is this? Wait, there's one on here that I don't think fits with the rest. You have <laughs> helping move airport rides, splitting checks. Cool, cool, cool. All great, all great. Sleeping in a bed. <sighs> what is that? Oh, it's because they were talking <laughs> about so how long. you shouldn't like, you can't uh, be invited to stay over and just like crash on the couch. Oh, they need right. to have like a guest room yeah. in a bed for you. That's right. That's I think right. that one specifically got me mm-hmm. and upset me. I so can see I, I why. It. <laughs> I, uh, so, like some of these, Staying, we should we should go through all of these, and and then I want to okay. know if you have friendship limits that you apply to your your own life. Yeah, yeah, we we can go one by one. The so let's let's start with moving. Um, yeah. What do you feel about helping friends move? I can't imagine. Like, all right. So here's here's my thought process here. Right, like. For me to hire a moving company to move my stuff would probably be, I'm going to ballpark it like $600, right? Wouldn't my friends, like, like if, if I was like, hey, I'll move my shit, it'll, it'll cost 600 bucks. Wouldn't you be like, dude, if you buy me like a, some beer and pizza, like I'll help you move. Like there, there's these things that when I hear how much people are paying for them, I'm like, don't do that. Like, it's really simple for me to move stuff into my car and move it over. And I don't want you to spend that absorbent amount of money when instead you could, like, pay for simple things for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's my thought there is, like, helping move. I understand I would never have anybody pack any of my stuff. If I were to, someone to help me move, everything would be packed. I'd be like, can you take this box, put it in your car, and bring it from A to B? But... Because, yeah, that's my qualifier. Yeah. Like, I will happily help you move things from one spot to another. Mm-hmm. But I will be upset if you have me come over to your house and watch you pack things into boxes. Oh, yeah. That's as I take worst. one box every 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. That, that I won't do. No. But that never really happened. Yeah. See, this is where we need to have Andrew. Well, I think we need anymore. a third Maybe opinion. I think we're going to be too <laughs> similar here. Maybe Andrew would be nah, in the same I know, case. I know. But... Andrew would be like, no. Hey, moving company. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I don't know. Well, we'll save this. Maybe we'll have to quiz him about it, or maybe he'll hear this yeah. and be like, "You fuckers." Um, because a lot of this falls into the territory of Hayden's a cheap bastard, and he doesn't know how much that's okay and how much it's not. Yeah, airport rides I think are totally different now. Like, if uh, you know, it it cost me about like thirty bucks to go from the airport to like most places in Colorado. I think if it costs more than that, I might like ask for a ride and offer to pay dinner or something mm-hmm. i think yeah. i think my thing with most of these is it comes with a trade you don't just like get a free ride from the airport you're like hey you pick me up and i'm like i'll buy you some beers or something like it's yeah, a bit of a, yeah, a friendship trade but but this this third one comes in a little different on that point of trading well or maybe exactly that hmm. splitting checks yeah. like do you would you do you prefer friend groups to split checks let's say you go out to get burgers and beers yeah and you Pay with one card. Do you, do you Venmo, or do you just be like, "Oh, I'll get the next round." When it's only two of us, I almost always do. We'll trade off, but when it's more than mm-hmm. two, I almost always split it up. 
Yeah, it's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. And like, I think that falls into the category of like close friends. It's trade off. Yeah. But like, larger groups are questionable because. <laughs> yeah. They, they go questionable. But different. that was normal. I feel like that's pretty ubiquitous across people. I would think so. Sleeping in a bed. Uh, well, you clearly know my opinion of I will happily sleep on a floor. I I feel like I would be upset with myself if I if I was never not okay with sleeping on a couch. Yeah. The only part where it gets tricky, I guess, is I wouldn't want to sleep on a couch in the same room as someone else sleeping. I think that's where it's now different. I want hmm. I'd want a separate room now. Where in the past I'd be like, yeah, five of us sleep on the couch five feet from each other i don't care oh that's true i guess i haven't had a lot of those scenarios ever come up so i don't even know how hmm. they would work but like i'd still sleep in andrew's closet no problem yeah i think it matters on the set of people a lot too because hmm. me i don't think it would bug me but i would be worried about making other people awkward by like crashing in their small place mm-hmm. where multiple people were sleeping in the same area yeah. Yeah, that one's yeah. that one's just yeah. So this last one was uh one of their examples and I've never had this happen. So I'm probably poor at answering it. But uh staying several nights. Uh meaning if you had a friend who's like, Oh, hey, I'm coming into town, can I crash at your place? <laughs> well, I think you obviously know my opinion on this and uh uh, if Andrew is listening, thank thank you once again for letting me every two months stay at your house for about five days, <laughs> five to nine days. I, I forgot you always do that. Yeah, I honestly feel like very frightened about overstepping my bounds every time I do that. So I try to like always get them some food and like I'll clean up at least once or twice while I'm there. But it still scares me because I think I feel like I'm really right in the line on this one. But it would cost me an absorbent amount of money or I'd have to stay with my parents every two months and I'd like to think that they're totally cool with it but sometimes I don't know if Hisham would tell me if he wasn't cool with it so I'd prod him as much as possible well he shows he shown, but yeah. like it's not like you'd ever pay for a place I would be mad at you if you paid for a hotel to stay that would just be so expensive and and this again goes to like the trade-off like I could go it would probably cost me what is it? Hotels like usually like a hundred dollars a night, so it probably cost me like six hundred dollars. And wouldn't you rather just like have like I'd just buy you like a hundred dollars worth of food and beer and whatnot, and you'd be like, yes, yeah, take this room that no one sleeps in. And just, yeah. I think a small a small part of my brain really likes that concept, and it's kind of like I don't even know what you'd call it. I think it's in a lot of places, but that concept of like you treat guests super well, like if. If someone comes to your household, you know, you know, you you give them the the nice dinner and the good things and and all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it would be so anti-culture to to not give someone a bed when they were asking for it. I guess it's different if someone like you know was there for four months when they said they were going to be there for the weekend. Yeah. But and it's obviously <laughs> you can always take things to extremes. Yeah. And it's obviously totally different once you have, like, kids. But, mm, yeah. and, like, but, I mean, even, so, Courtney and I live, you know, at this place in Portland. And we've got a guest room. And we've had probably, like, four or five people come and, like, stay for upwards of two weeks in our guest room. Like, we had a friend that was coming through for a nursing rotation. And she stayed here for, I think, like, a month. 
and yeah, we've we've had like people come filter in, filter out. And I think the important thing is like we just tell them like, yo, just treat it like your house. We might not like hang out with you every night, just so you know, and just make it as easy as possible, so there's not a lot of obligation felt. And yeah, once you do that, it's just like a piece of cake. Like who? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I like the question a lot, though. I remember in this episode, I really liked them talking about it. Do you have Do you have other friendship limits? Do you have something personal where you're like, you know, we're friends, but like, you you can't do that. No more of that. Do you have any while I think about it? You know, I bet I did like three months ago when I wrote this down. But um, <laughs> hmm, I'm trying to spitball some really quickly, and I can't either. I think, uh, well, I don't know. All of mine kind of aren't the question being asked. They fall into that category of people asking you to do things that you they could have clearly done themselves mm-hmm. pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And that annoys me because I, you know, when I'm asking someone to help me move, I'm asking someone to help me move the big pieces I can't carry myself, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. But that, that's not really something friends do either. So. Yeah. I wish I had like some really good ones, but I'm not sure I do. I have a weird anti one, and I think you know this about me. I think everybody knows this about me. If 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 we're not, I don't know if this fits the question at all, but this is the only thing that came for me. If we're not good friends, I don't mind people just like bailing and being late and whatnot. But if we are good friends and you bail <laughs> at the last minute, it makes me mad. Which is yeah. funny, because like, I realized this when we started playing D&D, like, people would just kind of like bail in and out. I was like, oh, who cares? Like, I don't I don't mind. But then once they, we were like close friends, I was like, you can't do that. Like, we had plans. And it becomes much more important to me. So I don't know if that falls into this like category. I feel like that's a barrier requirement is why. <laughs> because you you don't consider people friends until they're, they're good. But yeah. then when they start doing that, you're like, no, you're already in, man. You <laughs> you're just already up. in. <laughs> You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was good. a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. What else you got in here? I don't know. What is defined as a drug? What statistics uh, do you I want to know? I think that's yours. Is it? I don't know. Huh? I think this was your running one, wasn't it? Is it? I, I, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, here. This one. Uh, there's anything but Corona. But I actually have a, a question about okay. current pandemic life. All right. Are you running with a mask? No. No. Okay. No. I see so many people running with masks here. Do you? And I'm, I, I don't, I don't bike with a mask. I've been biking a good amount because I fucked up my ankle. But mm. like, this seems like the only solo activity <laughs> that yeah. is perfectly okay not to wear a mask. It's yeah. I um. So first of all, I feel an overwhelming amount of guilt because when the when the pandemic first started, I didn't understand the seriousness of it. Well, I don't think anybody did, so I don't feel that bad about yeah, it. But yeah, you know, we I don't think that's we talked about it, and they didn't um, talk up like the air to air transition as much as they talked about just like don't touch things, wash don't touch your, your face, yeah, yeah, wash your hands. And so like when the pandemic was going on, probably like five days before the climbing gym closed. We went to the climbing gym, we climbed, and we're like, oh, it's cool. Like, we'll wash our hands a bunch, and it's no big deal. And, like, now, obviously, I would have thought that would be a terrible idea. But ever since then, I've had this, like, terrible feeling that I'm not taking things seriously enough. But this this, this one came out about, and it's not even, like, it's not an order or anything in Oregon. 
And um, I think Colorado has like a restriction where you're not allowed to run with anybody who's not living with you. We or Colorado has that. I don't think Oregon has that yet. And so things have been like not as strict here, and our cases have like plateaued and we're doing okay. And then the max thing kind of came out of the blue really late in the game, <laughs> and I I really don't want to be the guy that's not taking it seriously enough. I like I'm taking it very seriously, but it definitely seems like some people sat in a room and they were like, well. Could it hurt if Let's they wore masks? And they were like, no, it couldn't hurt if they wore masks. And they're like, well, shouldn't we just recommend it then? And they're like, well, but it won't help that much. Like, that's okay. Like, it won't hurt, right? And they're like, well, yeah, it won't but hurt. But it, like, it might help. Yeah, it might help. but It can only do good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. It was like, uh, well, the argument against is weak, and the argument for is weak, but not non-existent. So let's recommend it. I, I don't know. So when I if I go to the store, I'll wear like a... Like, I've just got a, a bandana, yeah, and I wear a bandana. Yeah, that's the only time I do. Yeah. I wear my ski mask when I go to the store. Right, because that is, like, the and closest I'm going to get to people. But when I run, like Mickey... I keep a pretty big distance. <laughs> not running oh, up like... on anybody. First of all, I think that's fine. But I also, second of all, I think it's kind of an interesting point, uh, the mask thing. I think it's probably something that's culturally not normal in Western society, but is, like, so much more so in Asian society. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like it will probably be more normal after this. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thinks it's a little post-apocalyptic to be wearing masks. But yeah. like, I bet if you had everyone in the 1800s wash their hands, they'd be like, ooh, you know? <laughs> That's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Why would know. you wash your hands feel like that much? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to become a much more mainstream thing post this whole deal. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And more like viewed as polite instead of, uh, you know, pandemic-y. Yeah, and I think that's another interesting part of it is, like, the politeness that comes with it. Like, <laughs> Courtney was running the other day, and, like, some woman shamed her for not wearing a mask, which, uh, just, do we have to just <laughs> try to shame people That's because people, people are being it? crazy yeah, right now, though. that's probably what it is, just being crazy. But it does, you know, you're right, it'll probably be the norm at some point. And like I want to, I want people to think like, oh yeah, I'm trying to do the best I can to like keep everybody healthy. But wearing it when I run, like I don't come close enough to anybody to like come near breathing on them at all. And like you're outside, like there's air dispersion. Like I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And even if it did make sense to me, I think the risk. I don't know. If someone came out and said that it's a risky thing to do, boom, I'll wear the mask. But right now. It, it's trying to breathe through a mask when no, you run. I, it's so I was just hard. curious. I yeah. was just curious. You I can, didn't think so. You can so. sense I, I, the defense I, in my voice, I'm sure. I am on I the I'm it. confused I, on the fence. I do the same, and I would have expected exactly this reaction. I was just curious. Yeah. It's it's weird, man. I don't know. If if someone if someone says wear a mask, I'll do it. But while it's this weird recommendation thing and I'm outside, nope. Yeah. I know this one's mine. I wish I still had to ask credit for it. it. Was the what statistics do you want to know about your life? Yeah. If you could that, just that like, yeah. I if you could just like time. get it. Yeah. I'm sure I, I had good, good answers question. to this one at one point too, but. Well, it's just spitball without looking at the ask credit column. Yeah. Is there anything? Let's say it, the, the classic is okay. You're dead. Mm-hmm. You go up. There's a book. It, it can tell you any stats you want to know about your life doesn't have to be fulfilling or meaningful it can be like how many pickles did i eat wow that's a lot of pickles yeah i i 
All right, if we're just spitballing, I'd first want to know like how many miles I've run in my life. I think I would like to know it. Uh, it makes me so happy that you're... Oh, that's the topic I was going to add. Okay. It makes me so happy that that's your first. Mm. But then there's a bunch of other selfish things I'd want to know. Like, um, you know, like how many people wished me dead, you know? Like how many people did I make so angry that they were like, I'd rather that guy be dead. I would... I'm not even sure I'd like to know that one. Really? I... Yeah. I would like to know. I, I, I'm I, spend I, the I mean, rest the classic is like, how many people had a crush on me or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's more flattering. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I want to know how many people. <laughs> not when I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm like literally dead. There's there's not even like I could be a better person now. Well, so no, that's a good question though. Is this, are we talking about when you've died or are we talking about like if I could get them right now? Uh, that's true. Hmm. Okay. Let's go when you died. When you died. Yeah. I'd, I'd still want to know. Even if I couldn't get the names of it, I would just be... It's like that I care more about how many people disliked me versus how many people liked me. But I'd want that number first. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'd want that one. How about how many liters of uh, beer have you drank? I think that's a good one. Yeah, I just wouldn't know how to quantify that. I'd, you know, you're like, oh, it's over how many years, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I think one that's like, but I mean, how do you define it? Like, how many times have I come close to death? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But then it's hard to define exactly how close. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how that one works out logistically. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. I think it's an interesting question. But I don't know if I have good ones to ask. I feel like there's some really good but ones out checking there. checking the Reddit column. Oh, just so, nice. just so we, we're, I, Yeah, I got to pull up. Yep. Uh, top comment hmm. is... List of people that would have said yes if I had asked them out. Oh, we can get lists of things? I thought we could only get numbers. Well, I, I guess you could say number of people, but... Well, but that makes a huge difference, you know? Uh, like, fair. if I'm going to know, like, like the amount of, like, if I knew the amount of people that loved me, that, that, I'd want names. I wouldn't column. want a number. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. This column is you get stats on your life. You get so stats. I guess okay. we could extrapolate to more to numbers. Yeah. That's my I think this ratio. one's really good, though. For uh, this one's in Hisham-esque direction. Number of indirect deaths caused by... Oh, wow. Indirect? <laughs> but, like, how indirect Kill is indirect? Effects, if you will. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure all of these will be impossible to qualify. Minutes on couch. That's a good one. That is a good one. What else is in there? Um, I'm curious now. Number of people who've masturbated to a picture of me? <laughs> Does that person know that there's a bunch of naked pictures of them out there? Like, well, maybe there are. There might be. <laughs> yeah, most of them are love oriented. Mm -hmm. Number of crushes that I didn't notice. Uh, fecal particles inhaled. <laughs> See, but even if you got that number, you'd smoked? be like twenty thousand particles. You'd be like, well, what does that mean? I have no idea. Yeah, these these things mean nothing to me. Yeah. 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 Job-wise, I'd want amount of time spent debugging <laughs> things that weren't an issue. Like a lot of time, I feel like oh. someone's like, "Will you look into this?" And I'm looking into it. And I was like, "I don't. I I can't repeat this. I don't think it's an issue." I'd want those numbers. It'd be an absorbent amount. Oh man. 
This is another thing I'm not even sure I'd like to know. I, I, I have that, not in terms of debugging, but the number of times I've put significant hours into making something that hasn't been used at all yeah. for work is uh, probably higher than I'd like. Yeah. Uh, I think we should end it on this, this uh, request. How many times I've pooped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd be yeah. curious on that one. I like how it's number of times. I like that it's not like number of pounds or something stupid. It's just number of times. I think that's the correct way to do Simple. it. Simple. Yeah. To the point. Nice. Good. Was that what we're rendering for the day? This is good. Uh, I want to do this 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 very last one All right. because it's quick. Mm -hmm. So I have not been listening to many podcasts because I've been deep in audiobook land. Nice. And I had this thought almost instantly, like two books ago because I knew you were doing a D&D session in Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. And I just want to let you know that uh, I, I, I just, who is your D&D character? Well, I'm a dungeon master, like, so I don't have character oh, right man. now. Okay, yeah. so tell me who your... Uh, Can I tell you like about some of the characters in our campaign? D&D character? I, who do you think you would be? Oh, so I had a great character. Um, and a past campaign, his name was Doug Fur, and he was a Furbolg druid. A Furbolg's like this weird kind of. Uh, you'll have to look up a picture of it. I can't even describe it if I want to. There are these. There are these really big, pretty rough-looking guys. They're definitely. You know, they like. They look like a big, big weird knoll with pointy ears. They're pretty cool. I was a Furbolg okay. druid. I was a a a, a hermit. So I didn't like to talk to people very much. I basically just like spent as much time as I could um, shape shifting into different animals and then just being those animals. So I'd like <laughs> become mostly I became squirrels. I was, a lot of the time I was a squirrel. I'd be a squirrel and I'd jump on someone's head, and just ride along, and it was pretty great. Yep. That sounds good. Yeah. I like that. Have you? Had I just wanted of... you to know that I immediately thought you you were an Aiel. I think that's that's so on point. Why is that? Well, I don't want to say it's always because of the running. Okay. It's pretty much because of the running. <laughs> the running helps a lot. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good one. I do like the running. Yeah, and they're just running yeah. everywhere. They're like, hey, do you want to ride this horse? And they're like, no, fuck you. I'll run behind you. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're like, it's disgusting that you ride horses. I cannot ride that horse. Yeah. Have you? Who would you be in the Wheel of Time series? You've, <sighs> met, you've met a good number of characters now. Who's, who do you uh, think you'd roleplay as in a D and D session? I don't think I would ever have chosen this myself, but since you've said it, I I, I just want to be a bard. I want to be a bard and throw knives around and and play magical instruments that somehow do magic. CV Tom Merlin. Yep. Yep. I one of the guys in our D and D character or D and D campaign is playing as Tom, and it's great. It's the perfect character to play as. It's perfect. Yeah, it's. I really like good. it a lot. Yeah. That was that was a good one. <laughs> One day we'll, I just we'll put together a D&D &D right session. Yet. It'll be great. It will. It will. Nice. So do you think you're actually going to be able to edit this all into a coherent single stream? Is it already there? Well, it is already there, It's right? already there. Yeah. Well, we don't have to do anything. We just have to end it. What do we end on? What's our well, What's our closing line? I mean, we could just pull a hello internet and end it right here at an awkward silence. 